Hello and welcome to The Lowdown, Carers Links podcast for unpaid carers who live or care for someone who lives in Eastern Bartonshire. My name's Katie and I'm your host today and I'm joined by two today by three people, three members of Carers Link staff, uh, two of whom will be familiar, their voices you will recognise if you're a regular listener and one is a brand new voice to Carers Link. So joining me to talk about holidays because we felt that as it's starting to come to summer we could start thinking about summer holidays and travelling abroad as we now can do that as well. So joining me are John, welcome John. Hi Katie. Uh, Heather, welcome Heather. Hi Katie, hi everyone. And our brand new voice is Adam. Welcome Adam. Do you want to quickly give us a quick introduction to yourself and what you're doing with Carers Link? Uh, hi everybody. So um, yeah, as Katie said, I'm new. Um, I'm the new young carers support worker. Um, so I'm be going around and meeting with with, uh, with, with young carers and, and sort of supporting them. Um, really looking forward to getting stuck in um as this is my first job in this sort of sort of field building on some some previous uh voluntary uh experience and i'm excited to be doing my first podcast yeah i think readers listeners even you're not readers are you your listeners um he's very brave because adam really did only start on monday and today is wednesday so three days into the job to be recording a podcast with this i think is a sign of good things to come so <laughs> first question we'll start with an with an easy one okay um and i'll 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 say your name just so that we don't have everybody talking at once but uh, the first question was what is kind of what is your favorite ever holiday that you've been on so i will ask that first to john i think my my favorite ever holiday was uh the first time i visited greece um i went to athens and then on to Crete and uh, for those of the people that might know me will know I enjoy photography and I also enjoy history and I'd studied history at school and so being able to go and visit uh, the Parthenon and the, um, and the Acropolis, uh, the Agora uh, uh, which is like a forum and on in Athens and then in Crete to visit Knossos, the palace um, was just, just mind-blowing and just the friendliness of the people. Um, uh, I got to see the inside because I was going with uh, a, a partner uh, at the time and uh, got to know the family and, and so had all the... I got to experience all the things that you probably wouldn't experience as a tourist. So uh, real food, um, um, the secret secret places to go that other people might not know where to go. And so it was a, it was a fantastic time. And I'll, I'll, the only the only thing is being being a being a Scot going into to Greece. I wasn't prepared for the heat. That was the only downside. So I, I kind of melted for the first couple of days until until yeah. I acclimatised. But it was a it was a great time. Oh, that's good. Yes. So Greece, I, I've actually yeah, I've been to Rose and I melted in Rose. Actually, I can remember trying to walk on the the stone beach in bare feet and thinking, no, this is not a good idea at all. Um, Heather, what about you? What's your favourite holiday ever? Probably my favourite holiday would be in New York. The first time I went to New York uh, in 1995, which coincidentally was the same year I got married. And um, we got married on the 4th of August and on the 7th of August, my sister and brother-in-law actually moved over there with his work. So we went out to see them in the September as a bit of a kind of um, delayed honeymoon. And 
probably a wee bit like John, because we were there, although they hadn't been there for very long at that point, but they had got to know their way about enough that it wasn't a typical tourist holiday of New York. Like you were saying, John, they took us to places that we might not otherwise have seen, but also just because we did all of the stuff that you do the first time you go to New York and just completely blown away by seeing all the famous landmarks that you'd seen so many times in movies and couldn't believe that they were just like right there in front of your eyes so it was just it was just wonderful and we were lucky enough to go another twice um they were there for three years before they moved over to the west coast um so yeah I think that probably goes down in memory um because it was a bit of a honeymoon and and because it was just such an amazing experience yeah okay and Adam what about you what's what's your favorite holiday ever uh, I'm, I've got various things going around trying trying to weigh them up um, just now. Uh, I'd say actually it, it was probably when I went to um, Porta Palenza um, in Spain. That that was an absolute brown holiday because um, we ended up going down to the down to the beach and there was a, a scuba diving guy down there. And um, next next couple of days we went out um, scuba diving and I actually got my my um, scuba diving license. So. Going down and again on, on the th- uh, theme of seeing things that you 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 maybe wouldn't see as as a tourist if you're just wandering around Spain, going down and seeing all the wee fishes and starfish and you know it was it, it, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, so I, I I'd say Spain is, is is probably one of the most memorable holidays. That's great, thank you. Right now I'm going to do some some short sharp questions. Okay, quickly. Just I think I might be able to guess some of the answers from what you've already said. But um, and we'll start with we'll start with Heather this time, right? Heather, hot or cold for your holiday? Hot or cold? Hot. Adam. Uh, hot. Yeah. John. It used to be cold, but now it's hot. All right. Okay. Right. Next question. Um, self-catering or hotel? So we'll go to John first with that one. I prefer self-catering, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah. Adam? <laughs> well, I, I have to say I am uh, probably probably towards hotels um, or, or, you know, that I'd, I, I prepared sort of breakfast because I love just going up, just loading your, loading your plate. You maybe wouldn't cook <laughs> that much for yourself, but just, a, I mean, any sort of food that I'll try anything new or if you're in a hotel here, just a, a fry up, just load the plate up and absolutely brilliant. I think there's nothing quite like a hotel breakfast, is there? You kind of get up, you don't have to do anything. It's all there and you can sit. There's something about the relaxed way that you, you have a hotel breakfast, I think, is is something different. Um, what about you, Heather? Hotel every time. Is that for the breakfast or is that just because you don't have to clean? Just because I don't need to do anything. <laughs> okay, right. Then, well, this is a different kind of question. A window or an aisle seat? So, or are there fights? We'll go to Adam with that one. A window or an aisle seat? Uh, I'm quite happy sitting sitting by the window. Uh, I suppose you're not inconvenienced by somebody getting up to to, to go to the toilet or or get something <laughs> out out of the overhead locker. So you can just get sat down by the window um, and just snooze off or whatever, or 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 or, or look at the windows you're coming into land. Um, yeah, window seat probably. Okay, Heather, what about you? Uh, probably window if I know everybody else who's sitting in my row and aisle if I don't. I think that's true, isn't it? Because it's that whole thing about if you yeah. do have to get out. 
Yeah, and nobody likes looking out the window, but yeah, can't be doing with that. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I'm, I'm the same even when I go to the theatre. If I can't get an end seat when I go to the theatre, I don't go. Because I have to sit <laughs> have to sit at the end so that no people... I don't have to disturb <laughs> people as I go in. That's yeah. nothing to do with holidays, though. John, what about you? I, I prefer the window. Um, uh-huh. I, just because I like the view. Uh, when you, when you're taking off and landing, just as uh, Adam has said. Uh, although it's interesting, the last uh, the last trip I went to uh, to Crete, um, uh, because of COVID, the, the 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 planes weren't fully booked, and so I had a choice of two rows. <laughs> because you, and they moved us about um, uh, because we'd originally booked seats at the back because I quite like the back uh, because statistically it's the safest place in the in the plane. But anyway, uh, and so they they moved us to a, be, a better seat with more legroom, and so we had a, so me and my, uh, my then partner had an aisle each, not an aisle, a, a, row, a row each, which was fantastic, uh-huh. fantastic. So now I've now got a question that. I hadn't written down, but I, I want to ask. So, John, what's the smallest plane you've ever been on? Uh, it was it's my first ever flight. Uh, was an RAF trainer, a chipmunk, T ten, and I was fourteen years old, and I got a chance to fly it. You actually flew it. Yeah. Goodness me, and the world's still here. Yeah, and it's only t- it's only a two seater. Wait. What about you, Adam? What's the smallest one? You've ever been on? I'm not actually too sure. The the the, the, the smallest plane I've probably ever sat in. I, I couldn't tell you the model. But it was probably one in the in the transport museum or or something like that. Just gone. Um, you know, I'm 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 talking more about about the old transport museum when you could just go in and actually go around. I'm I'm not a fan of the new transport museum, but I I, I always used to love going there. Um, the, with my granddad, that was one of my my, my favorite things to do. But um. Yeah, it's it's mainly been sort of sort of bigger planes, especially when you've gone over to the over uh, over to the states. So I've been over to Florida um, a couple of times. Um, yeah, nothing nothing that I can really think of as as a, as a small plane um, apart from the in the transport museum, probably one of I've, I've sat in. Yeah, what about you, Heather? Um, <clears throat> can't really remember much about this, but I, I I do I have seen the photo photos fairly recently, and it's when we were on holiday. Uh, we always went to Nearness Kids um, on holiday. We went to Inverness and went in a plane, a little tiny little red plane. My dad and my sister and I, I think my dad sat in the front with, beside the pilot and my sister and I were in the back. And that was that was the only room there was. Just a wee teeny toty wee red plane. And it took off from Inverness Airport and did a circle, I think, kind of of the airport and landed again. And I do remember my dad being absolutely outraged about how much it had cost. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we were literally up and down in about five minutes and being a chartered accountant my dad did like value for money and didn't think we'd got it so um I don't remember it but I know I was on it yeah okay right so we'll, we'll I'll, I'll stop with the with the quick fire questions for a minute so um the next question then so we've talked about favorite holidays now what about ones that didn't go quite as planned so can you think of a holiday which had a bit of a disaster in it so we'll start we'll start with Adam this time um so this was actually in in Canada and it was coming back we were flying back uh in from Vancouver into I believe it was Heathrow or Manchester and we arrived at the airport and um 
they then announced that the the flight was running on time. So we thought, oh, absolutely brilliant. That, um, that's good. Uh, went to the gate. Oh, um, there's a ten hour delay. So uh, that was a bit of a bit of a um, awkward, well, unpleasant experience. So we ended up having to um, just sort of walk around the airport, and we ended up getting put into. Um, a lounge so that sort of turned into a bit of a positive for for, for, for me and my sister because I, I was a wee bit younger than I am now and just the amount of food you were getting we'd never seen anything like it but it was it was more of a nightmare for my dad who was driving home from Manchester and had to be in work the next day with this this 10 hour delay and I, I just remember when the plane touched down everybody clapping because <laughs> we finally landed <laughs> I, I, I think that was the, probably the worst holiday experience I've had. Yeah, that remind, you know, reminds me of one we had. I thought it was a holiday. We were visiting my parents-in-law for Christmas um, and we'd flown down and we had three young kids, probably what, seven, six and three at the time. And it was snowy and icy and none of the planes were coming back from uh, Luton Airport, which is where we were trying to get from. And we went. Well, we actually we actually left the airport that evening and went back to my parents-in-law. Went back the next day, and they still weren't flying. And people were getting really cross because they were just it was really bad tempered. I remember in the end we hired a car and and drove up from London up to Glasgow because we just couldn't face the thought of waiting at Luton Airport any longer. Um, so I don't know. If, I suppose it is a holiday in a sense. Yeah. Um, what about you, John? What's what's your holiday disaster? Uh, the one that sticks in my mind the most was quite a few years ago, um, and it was a, a, a ski trip um, to um, it's in Switzerland, a place called Lombrain, which is very near the the Italian uh, border. And it was a friend of it was a friend of my then wife, and um, and she she owned a one of these um, you know the traditional sort of Swiss chalet type things with the but the old style ones where you'd in the old days you'd have the animals underneath. And then the top was where the bedroom was and the, the, the other facilities. Anyway, so we arrived there and um, and we went up the slope to the place called Obersachsen, which is a beautiful ski resort. And um, But unfortunately, um, there hadn't been a lot of snow. And uh, so we, we had to pick the, 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 right, the right kind of run so that we could get a decent one. And anyway, what happened was um, we got, for some reason, we, got, we went down the wrong way. <laughs> um, we took down one of these beasts, and 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 as by the time we got back, we missed our main, we main the the, the cable car back down the other side because it's it's on the opposite side to get back to our chalet. So we thought, oh, well, just uh, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, a, I would say I was an okay skier, but I wasn't. I mean, I like most people, I learned to ski at school trips, and whereas my 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 wife at the time she was Swiss, she is Swiss, and. And she she can ski. She started skiing when she was like three, you know. And she said, "Oh, we'll just we'll just wild ski it down the other side." The worst thing I've ever done in my life. Um, uh, try to do wild skiing skiing in non in normal skis, and then having patches of bare 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 ground between it, and having to jump and and you know going down really sheer drops. Um, by the time I got, um, I mean the amount of. Um, effing and blinding that went on on my behalf during that period and then when I got back home took back to the chalet the next day when I woke up I couldn't move <laughs> my, my back my my legs and I spent the rest of the whole day literally in bed because I couldn't move 
Um, and so that was, uh, yeah, that was my introduction to, to um, yeah, the Swiss uh, skiing. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. I, yes, I, I skiing is. I have a Swiss skiing story where I was. Le- I lived in Switzerland for a while, and I was learning to ski. Um, and I was going back to the car park, and somehow ended up facing the wrong way. So I was going down the hill to the car park backwards, and I ended up stuck under a car. And my my skis went under this car. Look, it was it wasn't moving. It was parked in the car park. Um, and I just remember someone coming up to me and saying something, and then I, I wasn't really concentrating. And I, I remember just saying, I am English, <laughs> as if that made any difference whatsoever. <laughs> Help me, I'm English. <laughs> How not not to respond uh, in a bad situation, I think was a, that was an example of. Um, Heather, what about you? What's, what's your holiday disaster? <laughs> Probably my holiday disaster, I've got two, but one of them's a skiing one, so I'll tell you the other one. Um, My husband and I met in 1993 and we went on holiday together for the first time in 1994 and we went to a flat in Santa Ponza and uh, got in the flat wasn't terribly clean. The people who had been in it before us hadn't left it terribly clean so that wasn't a great start. And then we went out onto the balcony to look over to the swimming pool and the swimming pool was empty and it was full of work. It wasn't empty, it was empty of water and full of workmen who were taking all the tiles off it to retile it. And this was July. Um, So that wasn't great. And then it was the year of the World Cup. 1994 was a World Cup year. And so every bar that we went into was showing the World Cup, which pleased my husband no end and drove me up the wall and caused an argument between us every single night. We still to this day have no idea how our relationship actually survived this holiday. So the tiling in the swimming pool between the World Cup and then the tiling in the swimming pool took about a week. And then beginning of the second week, um, they said, we fill the pool, we start filling the pool today. So a garden hose pipe was brought out and draped over into the very large swimming pool and uh, I've often thought that at some point there's got to be a quiz show that says how long would it take to fill a swimming pool with a garden hose and if it ever does then I will know the answer which is the best part of a week Um, because every night we went to bed with the sound of the trickling of the water and it would trickle 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 all night and every morning we woke up we thought right it's been trickling all night surely it's got to be full now and there would be about four inches of water um, in it. It was So we got into the pool for about the last day. The last day it was full. They took the hose pipe away. Everybody piled in. The men were, the Spanish men were jumping up and down saying, there's no chemicals in, get out, get out. There's no chemicals in it. Nobody was paying a blind bit of attention. Everybody just piled in. Um, so yeah, it just, it, it just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. But here we are, how many years later? <laughs> 29 years later so <laughs> obviously you needed a test of your relationship to just cement it and make it work uh, yeah and that certainly was the taste to end all tastes right so the next question then is kind of asking you some of us will have to cast our minds back further than others but thinking about your first childhood memory of a holiday can you remember your first memory of a of a holiday as a child John, you're nodding, so I'm going to come to you first. Um, I can remember going up the west coast of Scotland to 
or the Ardenmarkin Peninsula, right at the very end, a place called Portuark, which is a, it used to be an old fishing village. Um, and um, we, the, the, the family, when, when mum and dad took me up there when I was one, apparently, I don't remember when I was one, obviously, but I do remember, I probably, I probably was about maybe four, something like that. And I was, I just, I just, the, 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 the views there, the, the sea, the, um, just the open space, you know, because um, at that time we were living in, um, we were living in Heinland. And so it was all, you know, city and, and getting into the, this is well before we moved out to, uh, out to Bears anyway. But, um, and, and, and also I loved watching the, the, the crofters doing their, doing their thing, you know, and there was one guy, it was an old guy, it was a, um, a Mr. McGilvery's name was, and he used to have a, um, a herd of, um, black cows, which is quite unusual in the Highlands, usually it's sheep. And, and he would drive these, uh, cows through the, the um, uh, through the little village to the common grazing, and uh, and they, and I loved talking to him because he used to be during the war, he was um, he used to be he was a, he was a watched out for um, German submarines from from a, a viewpoint, um, and he, but he was a character and uh, and uh, but I just I just remember just being be able to do wild just being wild on the beach to be able to do what you wanted. Uh, I remember my, my brother, <laughs> my brother went <laughs> on the beach one day and my brother uh, is messing about in some rock pools and um, and we, we come across him and he's got his mouth filled with wilks. He's like, he's like a chipmunk. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how he didn't swallow. <laughs> uh, and I remember my mum freaking out about that and, you know, uh, oh, that's so funny. And my granny. Oh, Did he say why he'd put his mouth full of why he'd put all the rocks in? He put everything in his mouth and through his thumb. Mind you, that was probably my fault because I used to keep, keep stealing his dummies. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably more you wanted in the robe anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, what about you? What's what's your earliest memory of a holiday? My earliest one is uh, going to Scarborough uh, with mum and dad and my sister. I don't know what age I would have been, maybe about five, something like that. And the things that I remember are, I think it was Peace Home Park, it's called, and we went to Peace Home Park a lot, and they had a little, I don't know what it was, in my head, it was the most magical fairyland ever. I remember there was a path that went up through the trees, and there was little fairy lights, and they must have had, I presume now, they, they probably were little ceramic toadstools and fairies and stuff like that but in my five-year-old head or whatever it was it was just fairyland and just wanted to go to fairyland every night and uh, then the less happy memory about that holiday was again sure it was in Peace Home Park I think it was they had a show at, um, at night and there must have been a little lake or something in the middle because I remember sitting in an audience and watching the show and that was great and then the finale was they had a little mock battle bat they had battleships little model battleships came onto the lake and they they had they battled with each other and I've, I still don't like loud noise and as a child I was terrified of loud noise and I just remember being utterly petrified when all the, the, the wee battleships started firing at each other. I think probably had to be taken out, bringing the place down. 
Um, so yeah, so that was a really good memory, and really I know it's a good memory, but I'm sure I don't remember any holidays before that one. Uh-huh. Okay, what about you, Adam? Uh, I remember pr- probably about four or five. Um, we used to go to to France um, all uh, all the time, and um, and I remember it was it, it, it was near the French Swiss border, um, and I remember just going going um, pony trekking um, up through the up through the hills and through the fields and. Um, I've 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 got a younger sister. Um, she's she's three years younger than me, and um, I remember my mum and dad. Um, they were saying that oh, um, the horses' names um were Ali and Oniva, which of course means go. Um, and of course, so me and my sister were shouting that, and these horses are pulling along, and my dad's holding a rope, and these horses are just wanting to go run along. And they, I, I, I mean, the horses seemed big at the time, but we were looking at the, at, at the photos a few weeks back, and they were they they were quite small. But even then, just me and my sister shouting Ali and Oniva, and these horses want to run on. I'm, I'm videoing it, my dad trying to control the ropes. It was. <laughs> That sounds like your your parents have definitely got a sense of humour there. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of brings me to my next question: is is thinking, you know, we've got all these holiday photos, and you people have, I think everyone said they've looked at them. What do you do with your holiday photos, Heather? What what do you do with your holiday photos? Um, I did just to come home and put them in an album. And I've still, I was going to say, can you see them behind me? No, they're in that shelf further over that way. But um, yeah, so I, I do have the likes of when, uh, when when Tina and John were, my sister and brother-in-law were staying in the States. Uh, those were the days before you kept anything on your computer. So we would come home and I've got a New York 95 album, a New York 96 album. And we would sometimes maybe... A Saturday night, there's nothing in the telly. Let's have a couple of glasses of wine and we would, you know, get the, the albums down and have a look through them. And now, of course, it's everything just gets uploaded um, onto Google Photos. And although I am uh, in my fairly typically organised fashion, you know, my photos are meticulous, meticulously organised within Google Photos. So again, they've got, they're all in albums and and we do look at them. You know, that's, I think that's, that's, the great thing actually about things like Google Photos that, you know, you, you don't need to come up and lift the album down or whatever. You could literally be sitting on your phone and you've got your iPad and you think, oh, I'm just going to have a you look at those photos. And particularly now that we've got grandchildren, you know, that's a fabulous way to just keep all the memories of, um, you know, of them growing up. So, yeah. Yeah. What about John, the, the photographer? What do you do with all your photographs? Well, I, I it's very similar to, to Heather. Um, I'll I'll put them up on on uh, uh, either Google or or um, email them around family members or um, whatever. And sometimes I put them in social media, um, sort of my top three photographs. Um, and and I remember what my dad used to do. Um, my dad used to take to do the photography um, from our, fo- our, our uh, holidays and when we were children. And he would he would always use an old camera that would. Um, it, they'd be developed into slides, and we had a slide project on the screen, and um, and so we would all get together, and we would we would go through all the the photographs of that that year's holiday, um, and so there's this box that we always had full of the, the, the things, and um, just recently I've kind of been looking through it, and I'm look, trying to find a way of um, converting them all into 
uh, digital images so that I can um, make a family album. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, and I have I've also got like storage. I've got like um, a wee mini um, disc where I keep um, everything. Anyway, um, I don't use prints anymore. Um, and it's it's getting harder and harder to get decent prints. Yeah, do you know what you've just reminded me there with is, is of cinefilm. There's nothing to me. There's nothing like the sound of, of the slide projector going click because it used to go click, 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 click. or the or yeah. the cinefilm going as it as it went round and round and showed you your the, and then of course it always stopped in the middle of something because it broke or something like that. So and there was always a wee bit of fluff or something like that in the camera, wasn't there? So as it would be going round, you'd get a wee a wee light across, and your dad would yeah. stop it and clean the lens. And... Or, the, or the slide would be upside. Down and you uh, yeah, yes, I know. <laughs> Funnily enough, we did that, John. We um, a number of years ago, my sister and I got all my dad's boxes of slides out and we scanned them all mm. um, for one of his birthdays, probably his 80th birthday, and um, scanned them all. And it's lovely because I've now got them on my Google Photos, and it's just lovely, mm. you know, slides going way back before my mom and dad were even married, and it's lovely, really nice mm. to have them. Yeah, my, my husband's done the same with, with any photographs or slides. He doesn't scan them, though, John. It's a tip, from, from I would say, from him. He found that photographing them actually was the best way to convert mm -hmm. a slide into a digital copy. Oh, OK, so that's an, atta um, an attachment to your yeah. camera. Yeah, well, he just he just made a little um, a piece of, of wood and just kind of cut a hole out the centre so that he was kind of controlling the amount of light in. But he found that that was oh. the best way to do it. So anyway, Adam, sorry, I am going to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so we we've got albums as well. Um, but um, a, a good few years ago, um, my dad invested in a in a GoPro. So it's um, all the stuff is, is is sort of digital, and um, my dad then is 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 into editing. So he always makes up films of 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 uh, of, of, of what we've done, and. Um, you know, if, if I'm away diving or whatever, just take the GoPro with me and you, you get all these photos. But um, I've got some up on the wall um, in my room. Me and my friends um, managed to, in November, um, do a do a bit of a, a European road trip. Um, um, so through uh, Italy and then into um, Austria and then into to Slovenia. Um, so I've got I've got photos of photos of that up on the wall, but um, I think I think as everybody said, it's it's all sort of sort of digital. But occasionally we do get the albums out and and sort of go through them and just give you the the, the memories of the trips that you've been on. Yeah, we are actually running out of wall space because what what we like to do is kind of pick the best four or five and 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 actual photos and actually put them in a in a frame. You know, one of these ones that puts four or five photos together, and and stick that on the wall. So that's that's. We have memories kind of of each holiday that we can say, well, that was that holiday and that was that holiday. But anyway, we are, we are coming to the end of our podcast. Um, uh, but I thought I would just have one last question to ask you, which is what is your dream or your fantasy holiday? So it doesn't have to be realistic. It doesn't have to be something that you really could do. It could be something that you just wish you could do. So... I know John has one because I had this conversation with him yesterday. So I'm going to ask John first and give the others some time to think. So, John, what's your fantasy holiday? Well, when we were chatting about Katie, I'd always been a bit uh, flippant and I said Mars. Oh, no! But uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, the idea is, is quite out there. But um, 
Uh, but to re- rethinking that, I think I would my my dream holiday would be to uh, um, visit the Andes um, um, in Bolivia and Peru um, um, because that's where my mom and dad met. Uh, so they met um, uh, there, and uh, I'd like to visit because I've seen. I've gone back to the slides. I've seen the slides of the of some of the scenery, and I know it's changed since then. But obviously, um, that was the sixties. But but places like the Altiplano, um, and you know, which is one of the highest deserts in in South America, uh, and um, and some of the scenes there. I just I, I love mountains. I've always loved mountains, so I'd like to I'd like to do something like that. Um, uh, I don't know how I would I would, how would deal with the lack of oxygen right now, but <laughs> I might need an oxygen tank. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think there's something about I've I've always wanted to visit. Okay, Adam, what about you? What would your dream holiday be? Um, well, I I like I like um sort of sort of um swimming holidays and sports and stuff like that. So I I, I would love to go somewhere to to. Uh, a, a country you know where you've got these houses that in the in the water these sorts of huts where they're on stilts and i've seen ones where they've got sort of like glass floors and you can just look down and see the animals swimming or they've got shoots coming out of them and just you know i i think that'd be brilliant just to get up in the morning just go down the slide and just go for a swim the first first thing in the morning so 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 that would be absolutely brilliant um yeah I, I, i'd say something just sort of a, an adventure type holiday would be would be the dream what about an underwater hotel? Was you fancy an underwater hotel? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, 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 I've seen stuff like that, and you're, you're, you're waking up and you just see like sharks or whatever just, just swimming past. That would be, that would be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think that's that's heading towards one of my fantasy holidays. Okay, finally, Heather, what's what's your dream holiday? It'd probably be an American road trip. Katie, I've been to the states quite a few times and been to various different parts of it, but. There's just so much still to see. Um, so it would probably be a retirement dream to maybe take six months off or something like that and just maybe start by going coast to coast and then just can see where we ended up. But um, yeah, it's just, it's such a, an amazingly diverse uh, place. That I just, yeah, that's, that's what I'd love to do. I've just got. I've yeah, got a mental picture of you, Heather, on oh. your Harley Davidson going down Route Sixty Six. With your, I'm, with your more likely to be in a greyhound bus, I think, than a Harley Davidson, John. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> something in pass. between. <laughs> Do they have bus passes for old old pensioners in in the states? I don't know. Um, so thank you everybody for for joining me today and sharing your your memories and your and your thoughts about holidays um as i say i had loads more questions so we'll maybe have to do a holidays part two at some point um but that's that's the end of uh today's podcast um so thank you to john to adam and to heather for joining me and um we look forward to the next podcast which has yet I don't have a theme for, so I'm going to have to put my thinking cap on and come up with something. And so if anyone out there has any ideas of anything that they would like us to make a podcast about, if there's anything, it could be a serious one. So it could be something you'd like to know more about and we can find an expert to talk, or it could be a fun theme and you'd like to come and chat about some hobby or some other thing that, that interests you, then please do get in touch. The, the contact details will all be in the show notes. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.